welcome to Perpeter, a podcast about breaking the stigma on herpes and empowering the community. I'm your host, Erin DeVos. As always, you can review my episodes on YouTube, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find the link to the channel on the podcast Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter page at Herpeter Podcast. Thanks! Hey, hey, Herpaderpers. Boy, do I have an amazing guest for you just in time for Valentine's Day. Her name is Ashley Manta. She is an award-winning sexuality professional coach and is known for her canisexual brand. And her passion and expert knowledge is all about sex and cannabis, two of my favorite things. And she offers premium uh, one-on-one coaching for individuals or couples who are interested in creating a more uh, intimate and pleasure, uh, adding that to the next level in their relationships. And so she was also dubbed as America's high priestess of pleasure when she appeared on the January 2019 cover of Sexual Health Magazine. Uh, She also has a lively Instagram account where you're able to follow a lot of her canisexual work, um, including um, some of her references from Forbes, London Times, Newsweek, Rolling Stone, Globe, and Mail, um, and so many more. She's also an expert that was featured in the stoned sex episode of Slut Ever on Viceland TV. And so I, as you can tell, I'm so excited for you guys to meet her and the conversation we have um, is very uh, intimate into finding that deeper level that we can find ourselves with sex and herpes. Here we go. Absolutely. So I'm a sex and relationship coach and I created Canisexual in 2014 into 2015. And it's really an approach to combining sex and cannabis in a really mindful and deliberate way to enhance intimacy and and maximize pleasure, whether solo or partnered. And I just, I knew that sex and cannabis was like a really useful combination. I didn't know any other sexuality professionals who were talking about it. And I wanted to make sure that there was thoughts about consent and that it was inclusive to like queer and, and gender nonconforming bodies and just doing it as well as you possibly could. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, and I'm, you know, of course, always in process, learning new things and, and making corrections. So doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And especially, you know, with sexual health and weed and cannabis, like it's just, I'm a big cannabis, cannabis user myself. And so I really had relied that in a way of like healing my relationship with not only just like my sexual self, but also with cannabis too, because I feel there's a sense that sometimes I can like well, back way back when I like definitely overused it in a way that like when I was younger, just kind of like, you know, using it to like get high at first. But now like and now that I'm older and being like more mature about how I use cannabis, like I use it to heal, like knowing about like sativa and indica and CBD even to kind of like mix in like the different remedies that really help with either something that I'm going through or also like even emotional or physical pain that I'm going through as well. So it's very awesome to hear with you and other professionals in the space that really kind of use this to really help heal the relationships that uh, we have. So um, which makes you very unique. (laughs) So the overall mission with Canisexual and how has this helped you and kind of inspired you to start? 
Absolutely. So what I do is coaching, Coaching. uh, which is very much a forward focused solutions oriented approach to um, making changes in your life. It's identifying stuck and blocked places and, and coming up with like really practical solutions to those things that are getting in the way of pleasure, connection, intimacy. And Early on in my career, um, even before I was diagnosed with herpes in in 2009, I was doing work with like rape crisis counseling, domestic violence crisis counseling. Um, I was a mental health crisis worker, so I would go out and assess people um, on suicidality or homicidality and um, recommend an appropriate level of care for them. So I got really good at getting to know people quickly and and being able to talk to people about really hard things. And uh, it allowed me to become trauma-informed. And although I don't work with clients directly on trauma, because again, that's therapy territory, um, having been a, a survivor of trauma myself, I am very uh, informed about like how to direct people to resources when they do have trauma and how to start to integrate those things in a mindful way um, into your life. And I find that cannabis is really helpful with that. And it's also been really helpful with me, like managing herpes symptoms. You know, one of the big triggers for outbreaks is having really high stress levels. And it's, it's actually been really useful for me as a litmus test, not just with prospective partners, like, are you going to receive my disclosure with empathy and kindness, or are you going to be a jerk about it? Uh, that's been a good litmus test, but also like personally, if I'm having an outbreak, that means that I'm really not taking care of myself. It means that my stress level has gotten too high. I'm not hydrating enough. I'm not moving my body enough. I'm not sleeping enough. I'm not doing enough self-care up, you know, things. And so it's been a really useful like indicator light and cannabis helps me kind of keep my baseline stress lower And even when I'm actually having outbreaks, I've found that putting like a cannabis topical on the sores tends to make them go away faster. And I have zero, zero science to back this up. This is purely my own experience. Um, I've talked to a couple of healthcare professionals and they're like, I can sort of see how that might help, but like no research has been done on this whatsoever. So (laughs) Let me just give that caveat. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think, no, that's, you know, definitely a fun fact, right? Like I never would have thought in terms of like, you mean like the flower, right? In terms of like topical, like putting it like on top of the sore. Is that what you mean? Uh, No, not the flower itself. Mm. Um, More like oils and balms and and lotions that have THC or CBD in them. Okay. That makes sense. I was just like, whoa, like you can just put a nug and then like you'll be. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely not. That would not work at all. <laughs> so of course that's my high brain thinking, but, um, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and how would you say, I guess like through the work that you're doing with coaching, how do you describe yourself as like redefining the narrative around the STIs and stigma and mental health that's coming from? I know you really haven't been touching base on it, but it has me curious in terms of how you would like to change the narrative. Yeah, absolutely. So with my clients, I work with them on things that are coming up in their relationships or things that they're dealing with solo. I've had a couple of clients come to me um, for work on like, getting okay with their herpes diagnosis and, and like how to date, how to disclose to prospective partners and things like that. And I think, you know, broadly, I would love to see more helping professionals be more well-versed in herpes and especially like in destigmatizing and de-shame and, and reducing shame around herpes. Because I know when I was diagnosed, the nurse was 
like very nonchalant, but in a dismissive way, not like in a, it's no big deal way. Right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it would have been so much more helpful to have a medical, uh, to have a medical professional be like, Hey, listen, this is what you have. Here's some statistics. Here's like transmission rates. Here's what you can do to take care of your body. Your life is not over. You will absolutely meet more people who have it. And there is a lot of stigma, but like, honestly, the stigma is worse than, than living with the, the condition itself. So just be aware of that, but like, don't let it get you down. And that would have helped so much to, to have that kind of reassurance instead of just like, all right, here's some Valtrex off you go. Like, I just didn't feel like I had any support. And so I feel really strongly that especially like mental health professionals, therapists, um, and even coaches to some extent need to understand like the impact for some folks on living with herpes. I've spoken to plenty of people who have considered suicide because they feel like they're never going to be dateable, that no one will ever want them. And, and that just hurts my heart because you are so lovable. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter. Like herpes does not make you less lovable at all. It doesn't mean your sex life is over, but there are a lot of people who have those beliefs. And so having mental health professionals who can speak to that and offer empathy and reframes and solutions for like integrating your diagnosis, that would be really valuable. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I've had a similar story where it was just kind of like, you have herpes, here you go. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to need the medication for it, but not necessarily like the mental health resources. And that's where, um, we feel like there's this shift and like how, like, you know, you and I have really opened up in the herpes space too, to really offer that like friendly face and someone to really go to, because it's so, hard when like the stigma really takes over and I from my personal experience it just really was so um shocking and especially with like the way that um I found out I mean no one wants to you know the way they find out like is obviously it's not ideal for anyone but at the same time like it just really puts you um in perspective in a way that's like okay, I have this, like, it's been stigmatized for so long, like, how can we change this narrative? How can we find happiness in it? Like, last year, or was it last year or a few years ago, I did Love Bumps campaign for February, so it's just like, love your love bump. Find that sense of peace and healing to offer to yourself, because um, if anything, like, herpes, like, does not define, like, who you are, and that was the biggest hump for me to be like, oh, well, that doesn't define me, like, I have to I know the sense of like having to disclose, like to protect myself and others, but at the same time, like to just like, you know, find that healing place in your heart can really go um, a long way and for others to really see that and display. So no, Mm -hmm. that's very, (laughs) very informative. Yeah. And how would you, how would you live your best life living with herpes? (laughs) I am living my best life living with herpes. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Right now I am doing it. Uh, Mm -hmm. When it's not coronavirus, I regularly attend sex parties Mm -hmm. in which I give my safer sex elevator speech in front of the entire room. And I talk about having herpes and like, not once in all the sex parties I've been to has someone been like, oh, you have herpes? Like, I can't hook up with you. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, my current partner and I met at a sex party, and I disclosed that I had herpes. He told me that he also had herpes. We high-fived, and six years later, we are still having sex on the regular. So, like, <laughs> it's it's really about owning it and and getting comfortable and realizing that, like, if someone is freaked out about your diagnosis, it's not about you. It's about them. 
and like you can hold compassion for them and send them on their way. But like the person who really is right for you and wants to be with you and loves all of you is going to be like, I don't give a flying fuck that you have herpes. And so, you know, coming out on the internet about having herpes was a really powerful thing for me to do back in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, Reed Mahalko was definitely the one who inspired me to do it. Um, and then I met Adriel Dale of the Herpes Opportunity and I've gotten to meet some other like awesome, you know, STI activists. Uh, most recently I've gotten to spend a lot of time, uh, virtually with Courtney Brame of something positive for positive people who actually started a nonprofit to like train mental health professionals on how to be like compassionate about herpes diagnoses. So the STI community is so positive and loving and affirming. So clearly people with herpes are awesome. (laughs) So yeah, living your best life is possible. I'm doing it. Yeah, no, I love it. Like the herpes community, like I truthfully, like when I first like started getting into it, launching Herpaderp, I was just like, Oh my gosh, am I like the only one out there? And then just seeing everyone just kind of like, take off and find that. And Courtney was actually the first one who reached out to me when I first started Herpaderp. He's like, oh my God, like I have this podcast, be a guest. And it just really like, you know, blew up in a good way. <laughs> like yeah. for all of us to really just kind of like, is it? Well, no, not exploit is not like the right word for it, but just kind of like being like um, out there. And it's, uh, I just can't get over that enough. And how totally. we're all like in our different avenues too, like mm-hmm. seeing how much growth the um herpes community has really uh grown and then um i'm trying to remember there's this yeah there's this woman named devin like she um, is starting a pilot for um a herpes tv show i interviewed her um a few episodes back so um and she was a moth storyteller she's awesome um and i love just seeing i really hope that can break through Um, if we can get a herpes show because i think well, there's a few like with out there right now that are trying to change that narrative, but it's not like enough where I think like a TV show or just having that presence in media would be very helpful too. I think definitely a TV show would be awesome. I would love to see more comedians be like mm. positive about herpes instead of shaming herpes. Like if I had a dime for every time I heard a late night host make a herpes joke. I'm just like, really guys? Like that's how you're punching down. Like there are so many things to make fun of in the world and you're making fun of people with herpes. Like that just seems problematic, but (laughs) like, I would love to see like some really well-known comedian, like get on stage and be like, you know, it's really absurd. People who like are freaked out by herpes. Can you even believe living in fear like that? Like, I want to see somebody do a whole set about that instead of like, oh yeah, I went to Vegas and all I got was like herpes. Wow. That's original humor. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's just like adding yeah, that's been and also like in a way, humor like with herpes has made me think more like that in the sense of okay, like because I have it, like I feel like I can make this joke, but people can also like make it if they say it right or like if they can like illustrate it in a way that really connects to people who have herpes. And so it's a matter of being careful how far you go, but also like getting to the point with it because it's really not it's not that big of a deal it's just the stigma of it and how you word it so very good point like I would love to see a comedian I might have to dm a few folks be like hey like (laughs) can you change this narrative about what you said there so totally that'd be awesome um and I guess yeah one of the last questions I had was what's the best advice that you can give someone who has herpes I would say the best advice I could give someone who has herpes is you're not alone there are hundreds of thousands, millions of people with herpes. Like Mm -hmm. 
you're not the only one. You may think that that this one thing about you makes you unlovable, but it doesn't. It really doesn't. Like if somebody is going to judge you for this one tiny thing, which really it's it's so not a big deal, mm-hmm. like at all, then they're just telling you something about themselves and that they have a lot of deep-seated shame and fear around sexuality. And so they're actually doing you a favor. Like don't take rejection personally, or that there's something wrong with you, like take it as you're being redirected towards someone who's really going to love all of you because they're out there. Mm -hmm. No, that's beautifully said. (laughs) Definitely. And where, um, where can, uh, Herpetribers find you? You can find me on my podcast, Elevated Intimacy. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Canasexual, on my website, canasexual.com. Uh, or you can find my book, The CBD Solution Sex, uh, which is available through Amazon as well as Urban Outfitters and most places the books are sold. And in fact, I actually have a part in the back of the book around how to disclose a positive STI status to a partner. So that's in there. Awesome. No, sounds very helpful. And with, um, well, I guess we also with Valentine's Day um, coming up, is there any special offers or anything that um, people should be on the lookout for for your pages or website? Absolutely. Uh, if you visit my online course hub, which is elevatedintimacy.com, my handy skills class is available. It's only for sale in February and July. So it is currently available. Um, it's all about hand sex. So penis massage and pussy massage. And the thing I love most about hand sex is it is a completely like safer sex. And in terms of safer sex acts, it is pretty much at the top. So it's a great option. Like if you're having an outbreak, it's a great way to be able to connect with your partner without having, um, the kinds of sexual interactions that could potentially transmit any infections. So definitely check out my, my handy skills masterclass. Yeah, no, I mean, sounds handy. So that's funny that's in <laughs> hey, uh, in February and July. So I'll certainly um, share that in the show notes um, for awesome. listeners. But no, this has been super awesome. Is there anything that um, I didn't ask that you wanted to say? No, I think you covered it. This is great. Yeah, no, this is a great conversation. And I'm really glad that we uh, connected and being in this herpes community. So, (laughs) well, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) As always, feel free to share or comment on this podcast episode through YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email at herpeterpodcast at gmail.com. Anchor listeners can now leave voicemail messages after listening to the podcast episode to get those deep questions. It's super fun to do and share your thoughts.